Don't go chasing waterfalls. When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays? What's the worst day of the week that gets us all depressed? M-O-N-D-A-Y-S-U-C-K-S Here comes more aggravation and a brand new week of stress. M-O-N-D-A-Y-S-U-C-K-S Monday sweat. This is your host, Dane Elms. And I have to admit, uh, after doing Monday Suck for a little while now, thank you guys so much for listening to Monday Suck every other Monday at 6 p.m. EST. Um, I used to love our theme song, and I still appreciate Kanan for, for taking time to either make it or whatever he did to meld that in a pot. But now, I don't know if I have a case of the Mondays, but that entrance, I wanted to punch myself in the face repeatedly. So I guess that's, that's the charm of the theme song itself, but thank you guys for joining uh, another episode of Monday Suck. I have a co-host, if you can't tell by the laughing, uh, from Geek Buys Nation, of course. Uh, Joel, how are you doing, sir? I'm good, I'm good. I agree with you, though, Dan. I don't know what it was, but I that intro, I'm like, oh my god, no, please just stop it right now. Yeah, I just it just was not working for me. I was about to stop it early, but I was like, I can't, I can't be that petty. But yeah, Joel Jimenez, <laughs> thank you for joining us. Um, you know, uh, if you want to do any shout outs right now for any other shows that you do, I forgot we don't really do a lot anymore, uh, except for when you randomly come on these shows. So I forgot everyone's schedule. This is very true. Yeah, no, I really be. I'm barely on anything anymore anyway, uh, aside from, like, NBA Geekly, um, which is usually Wednesdays uh, nowadays. Uh, I'm I'm not really on a lot of shows anymore like I used to be. I just feel so busy. Uh, Geek Buys, I haven't been on in a while, so it will be nice to be on one of these days. But they always want to do a Sunday, and I'm like, Sunday's the worst day for me these days. Uh, so come on these days. Yeah, I, I want to go on too. We should we should both go on the show then, because Kanan said he hasn't done it in a yeah. while. So we can we should get the uh, OG crew to do a nice little uh, yeah uh, Geek Vibes Live in the year. Got to coordinate. It's hard, man. All of us are working our butts off, and then we do this wonderful thing of just you know talking mm-hmm. our little hearts out, and 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 hopefully mm-hmm. you guys like it. And if not, I don't know why you listen. But if you want to hate listen, hey, thanks for the listens. That's all I got to say. But uh, I'm sure yeah. everyone that's listening is not like that. So uh, yeah, um, what do we want to talk mm-hmm. about first? Let's talk about let's talk about this uh, casting that was pretty much definite. Uh, we didn't know it was rumored, but we didn't know exactly if if it was going to be uh, the vigilante. But uh, apparently, uh, James Gunn um, has released the information that Idris Elba will be playing the vigilante in the uh, next Suicide Squad. And I have to say, I'll just pass it to you and get your general reaction, but I am completely mm-hmm. under fucking whelmed, just to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. What no, do you think, I mean, Me too. I am also uh, incredibly underwhelmed. Um, it sucks because, you know, especially the two of us and a lot of people out there uh, are big fans of Injusalva. And it's like one of those things where he like dreams of having him come over to the DC universe to play a big character, and he gets stuck with fucking the vigilante. <laughs> and like, oh my god! Now don't get me wrong, I really wanted him to be the Bronze Tiger, and that's not a big character either. But at least he's relevant to the character. I mean, the, the team, you know, Bronze Tiger was a big character in the in um, the Suicide Squad stories, but. I guess why, like I think you mentioned earlier um, or in the past, is that it looks like Vigilante is just basically the replacement for Deadshot and the fact that they do similar things. So they, they, they realize, you know what, let's keep Deadshot open for Will Smith if he wants to come back, and let's just use another gun-potting Vigilante in its place, and that's what they did. Uh, even though Vigilante is probably more of a – I think he's less of an assassin, more of a fucking – uh, a Punisher type, Vigilante. Guess, uh, more, more or less. 
Yeah, he's legit like a, a murderous vigilante, a la the Punisher, more so than Deadshot, who's more of an assassin. When when this was confirmed, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, here's the thing about Bronze Tiger and the Vigilante. Both characters, and I said this to you, you know, if he mm. played either of them, those characters themselves would be elevated because Idris Elba plays them. They, they're going to be – Vigilante is going to become a famous character because of Idris Elba. I just think that Bronze, Bronze Tiger was original. To me, this is like, well, we wanted to play Deadshot, but Will Smith wants to come back eventually, so we're going to hold off for that. Hey, here's a skin change, and you got a fucking vigilante. This is like, remember when we had those toys for DC, like the, the old action figures, Joel, in the 80s? And like some of them, yeah. like they would just re, repaint. Like I feel like this is a repaint of Deadshot, if you will. Like uh, I think it was Corey was comparing <laughs> – saying that, like, KGBs and, and, like, Deathstroke, they're all very, very Deadshot-like. I agree, but if you gave him Deathstroke, Visually. if you gave him Slade, that would be a whole entire mm-hmm. different fucking ballgame. Vigilante and Heemdale are boring as fuck for one of the best actors out of this generation. I'm just sorry. Like, you know, between yeah. The Wire, Luthor, like, all the movies that he's made in the past, like, I just don't see how those should be the last ones you know, the last hills to die on for DC or Marvel. I can think about 60 fucking characters I'd rather see Idris Elba play over on DC. I mean, between the obvious, you know, with, with like Green Lantern or Martian Manhunter mm-hmm. or Darkseid, right. Spectre, um, I'm trying to think, like, I'd rather him play fucking Batman, for Christ's sakes. Like, I just don't understand how that is going to make me very excited. And it just seems like such a goddamn waste and, like, almost like settling, you know? Yeah, for fans to like it. No, I get it. Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah, that's what I mean. Because like, it, my, we were just mentioning it. It just felt like something that I, they're not going to use Deadshot. So I figured, let's use a character like Deadshot. That's exactly what it felt like. Uh, and it, it is like putting a paint over it, like like brushing uh, something over them and saying, "Hey, this is what we're doing now." But um, with yeah. Vigilante, uh, I I. I want to hope that they do something original with it, so it's something entertaining, something cool. So it's, you know, something that stands out, something different. It's not just a, a carbon copy, you know? Hopefully they do something cool with it. Yeah. me. T- I mean, I, I'm sure they will, and I have a lot of faith in James Gunn with this next Suicide Squad movie. Uh, I think that it's going to be a lot of fun and very different. I just... It, it, for me to act like this was uh, the perfect character for Idris to play, especially over on DC. There's there's so many characters uh, that would have been great, I think, for him. It's It just seems kind of like the bottom of the barrel. It's like, oh, Idris Elba's going to be playing Amazing Man. Cool. Nifty. Fucking <laughs> awesome. You know? <laughs> it's all right. Well, there you go. But, hey, like I said, you know, I, 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 can, I can talk shit. I can bitch about this. He's going to bring... He's going to elevate that character, and I'm sure Vigilante is going to be, like, as well-known as Deadshot within a couple of years. And maybe we'll get him and, and, and Deadshot, they'll, they'll make them brothers or some bullshit and fucking try to force that thing, and they'll fight each other in the next Suicide Squad. Would you, would you like to see well, that? Well, I hope. That would, I mean, maybe it's possible. I wouldn't be against it. But, you know, I hope what I really kind of was looking forward to, I want them to spice it up a little bit because – Everyone knows the, the all-black uh, red visor vigilante. I kind of want to see if they cross it between the cowboy vigilante and the red visor vigilante. If they could do some type of crossover like that, spice it up. They got to spice it up to make it interesting. That'd be pretty cool. All right, so if he's wearing a cowboy hat, do you want Idris to have a American accent or still have his British accent for no reason? <laughs> if he's wearing a cowboy hat, I guess – Keep it American. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I mean? It depends. It depends. I, if he wears a red, uh, red, maybe a red rag over his face like the the cowboy was landing on his. I don't know. Something separate that separates him. He'll probably end up looking like the one from Arrow, the vigilante from Arrow, which they did a great job on Arrow with that costume. So it wouldn't be a yeah. bad thing. No, I agree. It's a. Uh, it's. It's weird. I just hope that the character designs – got to say this because I haven't been able to talk about this in a while. I have not been impressed. I, I, I'm looking forward to the movie. I, I think that it's got a very artsy style. I'm wondering 
exactly what's going on, especially like the whole talk about how Birds of Prey is going is is an alternate timeline or some shit like that. Like there's this theory going around right now that Harley Quinn like this will be all in her head or some shit potentially. Kind of cool concept, I guess. But I have to say, the costumes for Birds of Prey, besides visually within the movie and how how uh, she's shooting it, I've been completely underwhelmed by the actual costumes themselves. Have you? Uh, do you have a similar attitude on that, Joel? Yeah, because they don't really look like costumes. They're kind of just like close street clothes. So I, in that regard, yes, I do agree. But I think they are holding back a lot on uh, on what they're going to show. Because apparently that the, the real costumes will be in the movie. Um, so I do think they're just holding back, especially with like Black Mask and Huntress and even a little bit of Black Canary. So, I mean, I think they've only just begun to show us what they got in that movie. And that's why it's been so focused on Harley. Uh, to distract us from what they really have been, what they really have, you know? Yeah, and I mean, that makes sense. I think they've definitely been focusing on Harley because a lot of a lot of times for, like, a normal viewer, that it's not, like, very into comic books like me or you, the, 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 the posters themselves, it's like Harley Quinn and a bunch of people. Like, they don't really have anyone definitively labeled, uh, you know, who the hell they are uh, to the general public, so... It's going to be a very interesting um, ensemble film. It looks like it's going to have kind of like a um, – what the hell? Like a Lucky Number Slevin or like – I'm trying to think of like another movie uh, like that. Um, God, I can't think of the name of it. Uh, Smoke and Aces Smoke almost and Aces? type of feel. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that style, uh, mid-2000s, you know, kind of crime action movie that was getting really popular. Like I think that is at least – with a little bit more visual – like it definitely, she's going for certain shots. I, I like that about it, though. But um, is that the next one out? Yeah, that's in February. Oh yeah. shit, that's coming up. Yeah, it's coming too. Oh. Yeah, hopefully we got a big, uh, big trailer uh, in um, uh, what's it called? Uh, probably January. We get the trailer, or maybe end of December. Uh, like this month or something, maybe they'll just drop it. Like because the trailer they showed in Brazil, because apparently that was a, that was a really good trailer. So um, apparently they didn't want to like um, step on Wonder Woman's toes, so they let Wonder Woman do her thing and the release there is not long after because of course they got to start marketing <laughs> pretty soon. <laughs> so they got to get all that shit out. Oh yeah, that definitely needs to get on the uh, the plate of marketing uh, for sure. But hey, I'm looking forward to it, man. DC's got a very, very yeah. interesting way of doing things with the movies now, where it That's seems sure. like it, it's so weird, and this will kind of translate into what we're going to be talking about. But you know, with their t- beforehand, it was like you got the TV stuff and you got the movie stuff, and TV stuff's kind of intertwined, but there's a bunch of different stuff, so not really. You know, at one point you had Constantine that was on different network, and you know Gotham, mm-hmm. and then Lucifer popped up. You know, none of them, besides the CW shows, none of them really connected. And with the movies, everything was supposed to be connected. Now it's like the TV shows trying to become one definitive world where, you know, all the connections, including some of the old movies, like the universes that holds your Christopher E. Superman, your Michael Keaton Batman, you know, kind of come together outside of the movies, but then the movies now are in a multiverse of themselves where they don't necessarily have to connect. They can even have the same actors playing the same characters and it doesn't matter. Like, is, is that what it looks like to you too? What? Say it again. That now it seems like the television universe was more scattered with different properties that weren't connected. Now they're trying mm-hmm. to go for like one linear universe and the movies, which yeah. were more, incorporated together are now getting a little more scattered where they don't have to connect. Yeah. No, that's a hundred percent correct. Um, that, that's exactly what it seems like. Um, I, I think the best way to approach the movie, especially the movies, uh, at least from my mental health, <laughs> the way I like to look at the <laughs> movies is don't, don't look at it. Just, just, um, at this point, just let it ride. They'll figure out if they want to connect things in the future. Just enjoy what comes our way. Because uh, trying to figure out what's connected and what's not is going to just hurt your brain. So just enjoy what comes. And I, I like when it comes time to connect, I think they'll eventually make it known what's connected and what's not. But as of right now, just fucking enjoy what's coming because we have a lot of good shit coming. I, when we can go over the whole 
schedule. They finally got like uh, release dates for 2022. Yeah. We know what's coming out in 2021. This is the first time it looks and looks more viable now too. Like it looks like shit's actually gonna get done. Uh, so hopefully we, the, things actually get done this time. You know, like it's not like it, we run into a, a roadblock and uh, shit happens and then nothing wants to go through. Like what like, just like happened, a lot of things just went to hell, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, and like you said, the TV world where there's shows all over the place, um, but the, most of the Berlanti shows have been the only ones that have been connected. It looks like I think the main reason they're doing it is so. Supergirl and Black Lightning, well, Black Lightning's already been pretty much on Earth, but Supergirl especially is not on that Earth, so that all the main Arrowverse shows are on the same Earth. I don't know if all all the DC shows are going to be on the Earth, but I'll tell you right now, at least Supergirl will be part of Earth 1, or uh, whatever the main Earth ends up being called, like Prime Earth or Earth Prime, or whatever the fuck it is. And I think that's really what it comes down to for that for that reason. Well, it's very interesting because, I mean, with Crisis on Infinite Earth, the comic books, obviously <clears throat> the, the reason why they did what they did, very similar to the television shows that's reflecting it, they had so many mm-hmm. scattered different universes. They had so many stories that weren't interconnected. You know, they had different dates that started different things, like the JSA was started in the 40s where Superman was a part of it, but that didn't really link up to the Justice League in the 70s with, with Superman. So they're like, all right, fuck it. We got a bunch of different Earths. And now we see the television things kind of reflecting that. And it seems like a smart way to go about it because if you look at it, once all the Earths became Earth Prime, post-crisis, there were still other Mm -hmm. worlds that popped up. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, you know what? So I don't forget this later on. We're about to start talking about crisis anyways in in the the first three episodes. Do you hope, based on what happened in the comic books, uh, do you hope that there is one linear Earth uh, with pretty much everything? And I forgot the second question of why I was about to ask you that. Damn it! I hate Mondays. <laughs> uh, you, just start talking uh, about what I was. What I was. I'll, I'll try to like remember. But um, okay. is that what you hope? Is, is to see that you know Lucifer's now in the same world as pretty much everything you know so far is kind of just scoped up in the one. Oh, I remember. Uh, I and. And like the comics, do you hope that anyone remembers afterwards that there is a split? Or is everything going to be like, you know, everyone doesn't know that this happened and that Stephen Amell is now, I'm assuming, the Spectre? You know, how are they going to go about that? It's very intriguing. I I would prefer that everything's on one Earth, but I just don't see it likely that everything's on one Earth. I think it will just limit the Earth. But I do think the main shows, especially the CW shows, would be one Earth. Um, now, do I think that someone should? Yeah, I think at least maybe at least one character remembers which character. I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe keep that a secret and then like use that in the future because it's that, definitely a plot device they can use later on. Like, oh, this was this was not all together and all that extra bullshit. I remember the crisis and all this extra shit. Like. Not everyone's going to remember, and I don't think everybody should remember, because that, that's some crazy shit. <laughs> but one person should. Who that character is, it's up to up to them. I'm, I'm open to it. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm very interested. Because, like, certain people kind of make sense just because of how they're positioned with their powers, like Vibe. You know, Cisco actually mm-hmm. having remembrance. Maybe something gets triggered, right. and he vibes about remembering the past. You know, there's a lot of mm-hmm. – if if they potentially build this, they can do the sequel a hell of a lot quicker than they had to do it in the comic books with Infinite Crisis as a storyline potentially down the road. Maybe Brandon Routh's Superman Superboy is – yeah, you know, something something building off that where, where Brandon <laughs> Routh's Superman's in this realm with whoever, whether it be an Alexander Luther. I don't think they're going to introduce Alexander. I don't think they have enough time. Right. I was happy that they got right. Priya in there. Uh, but there's yeah. certain characters are going to take out. I finally out. read just, Crisis. Just, just before the, the, the series dropped, I did finally read all of Crisis on Infinite Earth, the comic book. So I was prepared going in. <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck is Pariah? I had no idea who that was going in. Now I do. Yeah, it's it's a really awesome comic book. And I really love that they – like you could tell that Mark Guggenheim loves these characters. Berlanti loves these characters. To have Mark Wolfman 
who who wrote the story, helped them out with the comic books and also some of the story itself for the television show yeah. for this whole entire thing. That's pretty awesome. That's uh that's big ups on them. I think that they've done a great job adapting it, honestly. If anyone really expected them to do even a movie, like there, there's no way anyone would do it exactly like the comic books because there was way too fucking much in the comics. And I'm sorry, but people are not going to give a shit about Dawnstar or certain other characters that they were able to kind of build up in that uh-huh. comic book series. You know, they're yeah. just not popular characters. We we barely saw the Legion. Dr. I think that we saw the Legion. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like we we saw the Legion for like a split second in the first episode. Uh, they were a big contribution in the stories, you know, between characters. And so was um, the JSA, and they barely used yeah. JSA too. Yeah, and um, we've not had a Wonder Woman yet. Uh, it's it's um, it's interesting. Uh, I want to go back and reread the comic books, but I kind of remember a yeah. good portion of it. But I think that they've done a good Man, job taking is... beats. Mm-hmm. You know, having the seven. It's a uh, comic. It is. It's a huge Paragon. fucking comic. Yeah, the seven paragons. Um, you know how they 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 mm-hmm. they had like certain interactions, or when uh, Lila went crazy and she started trying to kill everyone, she killed the monitor, like yeah. in the comics. Right. It, right in the comics. I'm not yeah. trying to. I'm not trying to compare, and I know people are gonna get all fucking pissy because I love what Marvel did with the MCU. But if you look at Infinity War and, and Endgame, they didn't take every fucking element out of. Infinity Gauntlet because there was so much that no they can do in comics that you can't translate mm-hmm. on the big screen even with a huge budget. So for what the television's doing, for the first episode to start off showing us Teen Titans are a part of this multiverse. Not only that, but Batman mm-hmm. 89 is a part of this universe. And, we'll, and I have a little detail to mm-hmm. get into that we'll talk about in a second, Joel, with that. And right. um, also mm-hmm. that Batman 69, you know, seeing Robin, uh, Burt Ward, yeah. All of them are a part of this multiverse. And then to have Superman thrown in there and that this is supposed to be the Christopher Reeve Superman. Like that's this the lineage right. of him. He even talks about fighting himself in the third Superman movie, which is awesome, even though that movie yeah. fucking sucked. Uh, yeah. Still that is, still cool, is very though. cool. <laughs> how, how, yeah. how did you like the fact that they've weaved in some major movie shit outside of the newer movies? Like obviously the Nolan movies and the new stuff. But like you know, to to interweave the Christopher Reeve Superman, the the Michael Keaton Batman, that's pretty fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. That is beyond awesome. I loved it. We get, getting to see Kevin Conroy playing like a, an already completely lost version of Batman, who's already went over the edge and is corrupted by his own uh, whatever. It's just it's just crazy how much they they were able to do and. It was so awesome. Like, I, like Bat, the Batman '89 series with, with uh, Knox showing up and the red clouds showing in everywhere. Uh, them teasing Earth X. That was a crossover from like two years ago, uh, and that yep. going away. Um, the fucking bird, the Birds of Prey from the the old Birds of Prey TV show. Yeah, I like, think in the third episode, they had Huntress and uh, the Butcher and the Oracle in that in the. In the beginning of the episode, so I'm like, this is so cool. That that show wasn't very good, but I remember watching it. <laughs> it was, I watched it all the way through. Not even though it wasn't good, I still enjoyed it. Oh, we're forgetting, <laughs> uh, we're forgetting Smallville as one? well. Seeing Smallville, seen Tom Welling. Yep, and Lyra Durant as Lois. So we got to see another yeah. version of Superman. Uh, like, and unfortunately, you know, this version of Superman, well, his especially. Um, decided to basically give up his powers. Not the first time Clark has given up his powers. You can ask Brandon Ralph Superman. He probably gave up his powers at one point, right? <laughs> I think so, so yeah. Um, yeah, basically. And that's what happened in Spider-Man Superman, too. So if he's Christopher Reeve Superman, he definitely lost his powers and then got it back. Um, uh, yeah, so, I mean, there's just so many Earths. And I like all, I, I like that they, they went as hard, I mean, as ham as they could because uh, this is not easy to pull off. Like, and apparently they wanted to get Krypton on this. Uh, they just scheduling couldn't. They just couldn't get it to work. The fact that they were able to use Lucifer was a well, that was one of the best cameos in the oh, series. Period. That was uh, awesome. And not only that, you know, for him to interact with fucking Constantine, Lucifer, Morningstar, yep. and, and John Constantine interacting in the scene together, fucking which awesome. is fucking phenomenal. 
Exactly. Everybody wanted to see that. We'd love to see more of it. And unfortunately, Lucifer's ending soon. But, you know, fuck it. Maybe like Constantine, you can see him see more of Lucifer on the Arrowverse <laughs> now that he won't be on Netflix. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, I mean, there's so many possibilities uh, going forward. Um, it, and I can't wait to see how they end it in the, in the, the, the final two parts. Um, and, and, yeah, it looks like I, um, Stephen Amell is going to be the Spectre, so uh, I can't wait to see what he looks like. I hope they really go in. I want to see if he looks like the Spectre, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I want him to have, like, I want him to look like the Hal Jordan Spectre, but, like, you know, obviously. With the mask? <laughs> yeah, I think that would be kind of cool. Like, it, the, the, the that would be what cool. are those called? Uh, domino domino mask. mask. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I, all right, so we we said a bunch of names of people that were crossed in this. A lot of people, like, I, I don't understand the complaints. Like, even if it's a cameo, the fact that they try to get certain shots and, like, all right, here's a Legion of Superheroes, here's Titans, here's this. Like, I don't expect, like, how grandiose you expected the fucking thing to be, but they've kept it consistent, I think, and being able to show as much as they can. And, you know, just to take us – and Brendan Rapp does a great job of it. Take us back to the Christopher Reeve Superman. Give that universe the Kingdom Come ending, which is really dark, and you know, bring him back as a character. I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And there's been one thing that I've loved consistently throughout this: no melodrama bullshit. All that stuff is actually a part of the storyline. It makes sense, and it's one of the things that kills mm-hmm. my enthusiasm a lot for the CW shows is how they have it. You know, like. Like, I love the uh, Netflix shows because they were procedurals. Like, they, they, it was more about mm-hmm. a crime element. Like, the romantic shit didn't really kind of, like, Dawson's Creek. Like, it didn't take over the show. And sometimes, even though, you know, I'm behind on a bunch, I'm going to go back and finish Arrow now that I have a chance. I, now I have, like, two and a half seasons, and I'll be able to knock it out. Um, it's unfortunate right. that's the case. But, like, same thing. I'll, I'll, I'll finish Flash eventually. I'll finish Legends. But, like, I, it just got right. so overwhelming. And so many things, and sometimes a show would do great in a season, and sometimes it wouldn't. But I have watched these events unfold. And also, John Wesley Shipp, man, great job to man. him. Man, um, that was, you know, I, I love that ending. <laughs> they Instead of doing Barry and Wally, they did Barry and Barry, but it was so beautiful and fitting because, yeah. you know, he was the original Flash. He was Jay Garrick on this. Mm-hmm. He was... His dad, you know, it just made sense that he would have to make that final sacrifice in order for Barry to, you know, live, basically. And I, I love that. I, that was another element tying into the comic books. Everything they've done with uh, Wells as Pariah, I thought, has been awesome. Mm-hmm. And I think that he's brought an mm-hmm. element – because I couldn't stand Pariah in the comics. I thought he was annoying as fuck. But he actually has – Yeah, I thought he was. Whiny bitch. I thought he was. <laughs> actually, all right. Here's a, here's a good question for you. So with Stephen Amell now uh-huh. being the Spectre, we know that the battle that mm-hmm. happens between the Anti-Monitor, it, the Spectre goes head-to-head. So we're going to see Stephen Amell yeah. take on the Anti-Monitor, and is Anti-Monitor going to get a armor upgrade, do you think, Joel? You know what? I was thinking that. Uh, it looks like that's the exact direction they're going in. Because if you look at this series and you compare it to the comic book, now the comic book is, what, 12, 13 issues? <laughs> compared to five-ish uh, episodes. Uh, there's a lot yeah. they can fit into it, but they take certain moments from each, from certain points of the story. So from every episode, there's definitely a part uh, of the comic book in it. And not a lot of it, but there's uh, like one major moment that in each episode at, at the very least so far. Uh, it looks like one of those moments will be the Spectre, because the Spectre does play a, a part in the comic, and he does fight the Anti-Monitor. So it looks like Stephen O'Neill's Spectre will go one-on-one with the Anti-Monitor in some capacity. Um, <clears throat> now, the Anti-Monitor, I don't know if he's going to get armor, but it's funny because uh, when I first saw the Anti-Monitor, um, I never really paid attention like up close to him. But it does look like he's wearing a helmet over his face. And it looks like yeah. his face does does look like the face that we see in in crisis the show you know on the series um it just he's wearing a helmet over it now will he actually wear a helmet over it in in the series at some point i hope so just so it looks just like it but i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if they didn't do that but he does look like he's just wearing a helmet over some really wrinkly face (laughs) yeah uh all right so 
and like I, I, I promise, if you couldn't tell, by the way, I'm going to put it in my warnings anyways. I mean, if you're listening to this and, and read the description that we're going to be talking about Christ and expect spoilers, I apologize to oh, you, sorry. I guess, but maybe <laughs> common sense. No, I mean, it's not your fault. I, I've been saying, you know, Green Arrow's dead for a while now. So uh, obviously we're talking about this in depth. Uh, apologize to anyone that, you know, didn't, but I doubt that you're there. So anyways, um, but uh, one thing I want to say is like, the last two episodes, a lot's mm-hmm. going to happen. We have in the comic books, we have a part in the comics where the villains kind of square off, and Lex Luthor kind of leads, uh, you know, a group of the villains against everyone basically after after uniting them. In the comics, he kills one of the other Lex Luthers, and I swear to God, I don't know much about yeah. this Lex. I think he's doing a great job, but if he were to kill Michael oh. Rosenbaum's Lex Luthor, I'd blow up my fucking television. So I definitely don't want to see that. Now, if it's the reverse, if it's the reverse, and Michael's going to come back and play Lex Luthor on the show, and he kills uh, two and a half men's Lex, I'm down for that. They're still way better than Jesse Eisenberg's. So um, sorry. John Cryer has there. been so good as Lex Luthor. He's like, good, man. Really he, good. he has been. <laughs> and I don't know him from the show, but from this, I, was, I, I doubted that. But he has yeah. been doing a good job. So if they want to use yeah. that element, they don't have to. My question to you is, do you think that there's going to be, or maybe have you heard in the grapevine, Joel, if, there, if we're going to get mm-hmm. any more cameos or if it's it? I, I feel like we've got to get someone that no one saw coming, maybe a Linda Carter mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, a Justin Hartley Green Arrow, uh, Michael Rosenbaum Lex Luthor. Could you possibly see anyone showing up in the next two episodes? Um, or how about, how about um, anything involving Kevin, Kevin Conroy again? Uh, maybe as a Phantom Stranger, which he's played in cartoons before. Like, what do you think could happen potentially with cameos for the last two episodes? I really hope there are cameos because uh, it does look like they, it does look like they busted their load in the first two episodes. Um, but um, I hope there's still some. I think there is. I think I really think there are some surprises they're holding back because a lot of the rumors that we heard. We're, we went through them in the first three episodes, and then some of the other ones um, actually got used in the comic book. There's a cross, there's a tie-in comic book to the series, which came out I think Sunday. You can buy, and there's some um, like Linda Carter, Wonder Woman is in that crossover. Uh, I forgot who else is in it that they mentioned, <clears throat> but they're in the in that um, tie-in comic book, which which connects, which is in canon with the series. So. I wanna, I really wanna hope that we see some of these cameos, and I haven't read it yet because I want to read it to see um, who else shows up from what other Earths, um, and what and when where it takes place. <clears throat> but I really do hope the last two episodes, it's not just, it doesn't end. I do believe we'll probably get another couple surprises. I, I, I don't think they ended without another surprise or two, at the very least. Um, I obviously, uh, they gotta, they gotta, they end it with a bang. So hopefully they end it with a real good hurrah. <laughs> and then we get everything to make all of one earth. I can't, I can't wait to finally have it all. All oh, instead of using these little portals to go everywhere, they don't have to do that anymore. It's going to be fun. Yeah, man. And like I said, especially, I think the biggest thing for me is if they uh-huh. establish that that Titans is in the same world now as where Arrow, Flash, all of them are part of the same thing. That shows more potential of seeing those characters later on on Titans in the future on the streaming app uh, after those shows like Ed. Like, you know, you could have uh, Greg Gustin show up as Barry to show off Wally for Titans or something, show up on an episode of that, or, you know, whatever you do with the streaming shows have that crossover potential. We already know... Stargirl's coming on CW. Originally, it was supposed to go to yeah. uh, the DC app. Uh, we know that they're doing a Green Lantern show. Uh, I don't know if it's been 100% confirmed, but a lot of the talks is it's going to be um, uh, John uh, from, from Arrow uh, as the Green Lantern. Is, is, is that confirmed, or is that just a rumor going on right now? No, that was just a rumor, basically, because everyone's like, oh, it's in the same... It's in part of the Arrowverse, so it'll probably jiggle and but that, we, that just want Diggle to be John we just, we yeah, just want Diggle to be John Stewart. We just want Diggle to be John Stewart. They keep saying, he said that they were going to touch on it before the end of the Didn't season. Didn't John Wesley Ship his, his, say yes, that in the last yeah, crossover? He, he was like, he's like, hey, John, where's your ring? And he was like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, it, he did do that. He did. He said, uh, 
He did. He did exactly what he said. Hey, John, where's your ring? Uh, he's like, what? And he looked at his hand. He's like, what ring? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I, I do believe they're going to touch on it at some point. Uh, I don't know in what capacity. I don't know, but I really do hope we get some type of Green Lantern tease uh, before the series of Arrow ends. Oh God! Or or uh, I forgot the actor's name, but the guy who's playing Batman on Titans show up <clears throat> on something as oh, Batman England. actually definitively. Like that would be mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Kevin Conroy is very interesting as well. It was kind of bittersweet, I will say, for him to be the evil Batman. Mm-hmm. Like part of yeah, me really wanted <laughs> that scenario that I made up in my head, Joel, that you know that was going to be the future and they were going to c- combine elements mm-hmm. of maybe Kingdom Come. Uh, Dark Knight Returns mm-hmm. and also uh, Batman Beyond and kind of like mm-hmm. you know when they went I just have to say that when they said Bat or whatever the hell Bat of the Future I was so underwhelmed when I found out that it was fucking Batwoman I was like really yeah. like, I mean what was David Mazos doing you couldn't have him just play a Terry McGinnis in there just to connect all the dots like what the fuck right. like I don't know I'm not, I'm not Ruby Rose has not been bad in this, but she's very underwhelming. I would say as a uh, as Batwoman, and the character is very underwhelming. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, it's just it's hard to live up to the Batman, in my opinion. So I think she just has yeah. a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure on her <laughs> to live up to those. Uh, and not, it's not going to be well, easy for everyone. Not, not everyone, Jawan, or you know, you just got to have a bat on your chest and seem to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's very true. I mean, the thing is, I mean, if you compare it to, the, you know, Batman's other kids, I feel like the dude who plays Nightwing is killing it. Um, oh, or Robin, awesome. I should say. Yeah. Did you watch Titans? Uh, no, I haven't finished the second season. I was at the beginning of it. Uh, I've been meaning to go back and just okay. clear it. But I loved the first season. I loved uh, Doom Patrol. I thought they were awesome. Yeah. Oh, and that's another thing. What about the concept of Constantine showing up on Doom Patrol? Or like characters like that, Lucifer, oh. like the weird fucking characters, the Vertigo characters, if you will. Uh, I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, characters that haven't been seen are probably there's a high high chance, of course. Uh, I don't know about the, the other Vertigo characters, but um, they did have some really wacky fucking nut characters. They had a character that yeah. was like Constantine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on it last season, but um. They they seem to not have any restrictions as long as they have permission to use whoever. See, that's that's pretty awesome. I'm glad that they've uh, chilled out on that because just let the movies do their thing and let the television stuff do their thing. You know, this is actually not related to this, but since we've been talking about the Flash and just hearing the rumors that we have a release date, you know, for for mm-hmm. the Flash, Andy Muschietti's still on. Mm-hmm. My question to you, mm-hmm. based on what he said last time about how. Ezra was like, me and Grant Morrison were working on the script together. This is my last attempt, and they ended up not using that script, and this is two years ahead in the future. Right. Is this Flash going to have anything to do with Ezra Miller by then, do you think? Or will he be off the project? I really don't know. Flash is probably the only project I have the least confidence in, <laughs> and it's not because I don't think it'll yeah. happen. It's just I don't know what part is well, going to be in what. I mean, they have an outstanding <laughs> track record with the fucking directors of the Flash films. We've had the guys that yeah, did yeah. Um, Spider-Man um, uh, Homecoming the, that wrote it. Mm-hmm. Then we have Fami Yuwa. He was attached at one point. We have Muschietti, who was attached this time. Before that, uh, Zermekis. I mean, there's been at least like as many as the fucking Crow movie at this point. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, you can. There's a there's definitely a line, like at least five directors that uh, came on and left at this point. Uh, at least I think we're on the fifth director. Um, uh, I mean, it sucks because you know I've been wanting, I I've been waiting for a Flash movie forever. It <laughs> feels like, uh, and I think a lot of it has been uh, they're no, they're in no rush because of the series, in my opinion. Uh, so uh, it just seems like, and I don't know, like it seems like nobody can agree on how, what direction to take the story uh, based on what, what we've been hearing. Uh, we had so many different directors or, or writers go in a certain way. Um, right now, Christina Hodgson's writing the script, and she's the one that already got greenlit for, like, uh, for Birds of Prey because she wrote Birds of Prey. She, she's the one that was already attached to do Batgirl, and then they I guess they redirected her to do The Flash. That's how much they like her. Uh, and then Muschietti's attached now. 
And of course, as as of right now, Ezra is attached. I mean, the the big reason why it's coming out in 2022 uh, is because they want him to. He has to finish his you know Fantastic Beasts, or whatever he has to do there. So as far as I know, Ezra is coming back to be the Flash. But I mean, we've heard stuff in the past that that it's. I mean, there's a chance he doesn't come back, and I have. I just don't know. I have no, I have no idea. I, I would love him to come back, but I also wouldn't be heartbroken if he doesn't either. And I thought he did great, um, but if that too. doesn't happen, you know, you know, shit, shit happens. Uh, do you want shit them? If if he doesn't come back, they decide to kind of like retweak this, do its own thing, not really worry about the continuity like they haven't been with the other past DCEU stuff. Uh, do you want them to continue with the Barry story, or would you like them to flip the script and try out Wally, or possibly Bart, or someone else? Well, if you're not going to be Barry, I wouldn't do Wally. I wouldn't go to Bart. <laughs> I would definitely do Wally. Yeah, um, I was just trying to be nice really, about, about Bart. Yeah. Uh, Bart's <laughs> that fine my uh, in Young Justice. But, but, yeah, I don't I don't need him being the Flash. It's Barry or Wally if you're going to be a Flash. Um, yep. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be against it, but I, I to, to stay on brand in the comics, they'll probably stick with Barry uh, and bring in Wally later if we're lucky, just like hopefully – we we see more sidekicks in the movies, you know, like Robin or uh, Aqualad. And I guess we'll see in, in due time if those characters show up in their in the, the, their movies, you know. <clears throat> so, when oh, I got to see Calder on Titans. I would hope so. I mean, I I really do believe that there's a chance to see Calder on Titans. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Calder in Aquaman in an Aquaman Aquaman sequel, you know. So that that's how how. Much I think DC is in on that character. Yeah, I, he's a great character. Well, it'll be interesting. Um, whoever ends up playing, it, it, unless it's Ezra, and then great as well. But uh, Andy Muschietti is definitely a, a very interesting director. I mean, like I said, you've gone through yeah. so many different styles of like, you know, the guys that were going to direct it that did. Um, uh, far from home, uh, you know, they wanted to make it more comedic. And Ezra and Grant Morrison oh, no. wanted to do like a darker story, you know. And oh, they were also attached at one point. I forgot that Lord Miller yeah. were fucking part of the. They, I believe Christ. they wrote the first treatment, and then they left to do solo. Because I think they were gonna possibly direct it, but because the solo thing came, uh, they moved. They just did the script, and then well, I think I think it was, I forget his name. Something Smith, Seth Graham Smith uh, got attached as director yep. for that script, and he started rewriting the script. Then that moved on, and the, uh, that didn't work out. They brought in Fallen Yuma. He did his portion of the script. And that didn't stick either. <laughs> they moved on to that. Then they went to Goldberg, and um, I think I forget his name, but that that duo that wrote the uh, Homecoming, uh, <clears throat> and um, that was that seemed like it was a go for a while, and it looks like Ezra and them didn't eye to eye on the story, so that's the last we heard of it because we heard Ezra was writing a treatment with Morrison. Doesn't look like that got picked up, but then they went with Muschietti and a rewrite with Christina Hodgson, and that's kind of where we're going right now. I'm assuming all of the go, <laughs> unless Ezra has some type of issue. And at this point, I'm like, Ezra, if you're gonna keep busy, we're just gonna replace you. <laughs> Dude, it's like going around your ass to get to your fucking elbow, man. It's it's ridiculous, like. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man, I, I'm uh, I'm very excited about DC's doing a damn good job, man. Uh, they're they're cleaning their shit up, and I really do appreciate that. Yeah. And, yeah. and everything with the with the app and the possibility of them trying to basically mimic what uh, Disney Plus is doing with their potential Marvel movies. Even though I still have a fucking mm-hmm. problem with Marvel trying to like disintegrate slowly the fucking Netflix shit, like it just. I don't understand why they can't use those goddamn characters, but whatever. Uh, I'm just not going to, get, I guess, be on that thing. But that's uh, mm-hmm. another story for another day, uh, another fight for another time. Um, yep. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. Let's, I, I don't think there's too much else to talk about Crisis. I guess I can kind of go through the actual storyline itself, and we can kind of, like, talk about the first three episodes, break those down uh, before we kind of get mm-hmm. out of here. The first episode, I mean, a lot okay. of shit happened. You know, we, we, we kind of had the first episode. The, the main thing is a Supergirl episode, so it was more around Supergirl. But they've done a good job 
about not having each character be the main person for the episode. It's, it's been a story about everyone uh, as, as right. one progressive story. So I can appreciate that. But Supergirl, like when, when everything started going down, uh, her mom and uh, I forgot, it, it wasn't Candor. Uh, what, what is that world called that the Kryptonians live on? Um, that got destroyed. Oh the world was on. It was not yeah, Candor. I can't remember. I'm not, yeah, it's not Candor. I forget what it is either. I, I got to think about well, it. Well, we'll, lo- we'll lose our geek creds and we'll we'll call it Krypton Two. Anyway, so Krypton Two, Superman <laughs> and Lois were having their baby there. They had to get the fuck out. If it wasn't for the Monitor or maybe it was uh, Harbinger getting them out of there, they would have died. But unfortunately, Supergirl's mom perished. Who we'd see her again because she's the same actress that plays Lois from Smallville on the yeah, second Allura. episode. Allura. I believe it's her name. Alora. I was saying Aurora. I think it's a porn star. Sorry about that, Alora. You know, when, when, when Oliver gets wind of this, man, he just goes into Oliver mode, and he's like, you know, if I go to sacrifice myself, you know, and getting his whole daughter. All right, I, I actually back up. Question. What the fuck's going on with the daughter? Is this from the future? Or did he not? is he that terrible of a parent not knowing that he has kids everywhere, potentially with other people? No. Like, what the, the fuck? They're 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 from the future, yeah. They got tra- like once the whole um, crisis started happening, the, the last couple episodes of Arrow, especially the last two before this crisis episode, they got transported to the present day. Uh, so th- he's getting to see his son older, and of course his daughter that he never truly got to meet for the first time uh, in present day as an old as an adult basically. <laughs> so yeah, that that's well, that's who you see. Yeah, okay, so thanks for clearing that up, because I was like, wait, what? I was like, how terrible of a fucking person are you, Oliver? Like, you're just throwing your seat everywhere, not realizing you got kids coming out. Uh, but, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. But um, I like the actress that plays her. I think that she's really good. And, you know, it sounds like she's going to be taking over this with the, uh, you know, the other birds of prey afterwards. Oh. So that's kind of cool. Was called, it was called Argos. Argos City, that's what it was. Argos, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, so he's kind of – he's got this chip, and Barry thinks that this is going to be his end because of what's been going on since the beginning of his show with the crisis killing him. So he thinks this is going to be his end. I love the part where Oliver sacrificed himself. Now, if they didn't turn him mm-hmm. into Spectre, I would have thought it was kind of lame how they went about it. Like, really? Oliver just dies off screen to a bunch of shadow people? Like, why the fuck did he stay right. on there? But he did – help like 2 billion people get on the damn thing or, or however many. Uh, so, right. you know, Oliver, Oliver's a badass, but uh, he did. And uh, he's By not himself, coming back really. Got the hundreds of specters. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. I like what Steven's doing human. here. Do you, do you, hey, hey, do you hope that Stephen Amell uh, goes over to AEW afterwards and does like a little wrestling tenure? Cause his buddy, best friends with cool. all those dudes. I mean, he's going to be doing a wrestling show, you know, so uh, he's going to need some practice. <laughs> That's a very good point, man. And uh, not only that, he is a member of Bullet Club. People forget. Arrow was a member of Bullet Club. So yeah, there's that. Uh, all the people club. that don't like right. Yeah, the Arrow Club. That's right. I want one of those shirts now. Um, I did, too. Shit, you can have, like, a feud club, with right? – uh, <laughs> you, you can have a feud with, uh, with Pac. Since Fox's bad guy now, and since he was friends with him beforehand, that'll be fun. All right, I'm going to shut up for all the non-wrestling fans out there. Uh, but yeah, so we get to the next episode. Oh yeah, everything gets fucked up. Supergirl's world's completely wiped out. They save a lot of people. Most of them die. It's a big, big shit right off the bat. Arrow's dead. They try to bring him back in the next episode. Um, and there's journeys now. People are trying to find Brandon Routh from his time period because he's the uh, mm-hmm. one of the Superman. I already kind of said uh, the Christopher Reeve Superman. Uh, we have Batwoman and Supergirl going into try to find Batman, which is Kevin Conroy. Is evil, murderous, uh, keeps trophies, and including those trophies, the glasses of Clark Kent, all destroyed and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Supergirl was not happy about that. How did you feel as a fan to find out that Kevin Conroy was going to be an evil version of Batman? Uh, 
I mean, it was still cool to see Kevin Conroy as Bruce Wayne, uh, but yeah, it was kind of disappointing <laughs> that he was a bad version of uh, Bruce Wayne. Uh, even though he's still, I think, uh, for because he doesn't do a lot of live action, so it's nice to see him do uh, do live action and do it well. I mean, I think he pulled it off really well. Uh, I got to give him a lot of credit because it's not like it's, he's, I mean, he's obviously a theater guy, so theater people usually know their shit, but he was able to pull it off. I mean, surprisingly well. Um, and I got to give Kevin all, all the props in the world, uh, and I, I, I'll even give Booby uh, Rose credit. She did her she did her thing, and so did. Uh, most of the noise, and it was it was a pretty interesting uh, segment of, of the episode. Uh, one of the better episodes, of course. I think it, I think every episode got better. So one was good, two was better, three was even better than that. <laughs> yeah, and the third episode was awesome. We also saw in the last one, you know, Smallville. We found out when uh, John Cryer's mm-hmm. uh, Lex Luthor's going from world to world with the the Book of Destiny taking yeah. out Superman that. Tom Bowling doesn't have any superpowers. He gave those up to yeah. the family. And kind of just a nice – there is a chance, I, I think, that for some fucking reason they'll put him in the final battle, maybe. But if that's not, and that's the ending to Smallville's, you know, uh, Clark Kent, is that he's happy, he's on mm-hmm. a farm, he doesn't have any powers, he's with his wife, you know, who's Lois. I'm okay with that. I think that's actually a pretty good ending. But I know a lot of people Me were too. pissed that Michael Rosenbaum wasn't on, and there were, a lot of people were pissed that he wasn't going to actually have a vital role as far as action as Superman. Uh, you you didn't care right. about it? Uh, I thought I would, because I was very, especially when I heard he was going to be in it, I was like, oh, I really want to see him in costume for the first time. Like, we never really got to see him in full costume. We saw him in the Superman shirt. Which is funny because it was like a Superman. It was the Superman Returns costume, um, but still, we never really got to see him in costume. Right? At the end, it was just the one shot. Um, and like when the, I really wanted to see that he would get into action, just like playing around Superman. But then when we heard that it, that that's probably not going to happen, and then when I actually watched it go like go through the motions, I was okay with it because you know what, Tom Welling. Seemed like he was happy with it. <laughs> it looked like that Clark was happy being a family man, giving up his powers to just be himself with his daughters, apparently his daughters, uh, living on the farm, the Kent farm with, with Lois. So if, as long as that Clark is happy with his life, I'm happy with it. I, I somehow it ended. I think it ended nicely. It was sometimes it gave me some closure I didn't expect, you know, uh, from Smallville, which ended years ago. It probably lasted way too long. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it potentially could be something bad because once his world's like destroyed or whatever, merged into one, maybe that one, it becomes a Superman prime or whatever, or Superboy prime, I should mm-hmm. say, because his family gets killed off or something. I don't know. They can go back to it if they want. Right. If they don't, I really thought that was a very suitable ending. I thought that was a uh, pretty good man. And yeah, um, yeah. The last one gets really crazy. Everyone dies, and it's left with the uh, the last couple people, uh, the ser- seven paragons. So we got paragons. We got Supergirl, who's a paragon of hope. We have White Canary, mm-hmm. the paragon of destiny. Uh, Lex Luthor replaces uh, Superman as the paragon of truth. Batwoman, uh, who's par- yes. Um, Paragon of Courage, and then Martian Manhunter, and I'm so glad they used him, uh, Paragon of Honor, <laughs> and then Barry, uh, Paragon of Love, and uh, Ryan Choi, who is the second Adam in the comic books, mm-hmm. uh, the Paragon of right. Humanity. And in the in, in, also in the previews, it definitely looks like it jumps a little bit ahead because uh, Ryan has now a full beard uh, in the preview itself. So I wonder what the fuck happens while they're at the uh, what, not the beginning of the universe, but wherever they are right now, I, I, it's something from um, right. Legends. I forgot, forgot the fuck the name of it is. But how do you feel about all of them? Were you a little bit uh, sad that Brandon Routh Superman was taken out, and you know John Cryer's uh, yeah. Lex Luthor was putting in so suddenly? <laughs> yeah, it was because I was like, all right, we're gonna get like full Brandon Routh Superman mode because he looks so good in that goddamn costume. It's fucking insane. <laughs> that costume. His so hair good. looks amazing. <laughs> so- he looks fantastic as Superman, and like not that he didn't before, but he looks even better in this new in the Kingdom Come suit, you know. 
um, making like uh, Tyler Hoekstra man look like like a little boy compared to them. Um, that's not fair to Tyler because that too does not do him justice. Because Tyler's a big dude too, just not tall. He's just not a tall guy compared to Brandon. Um, now, uh, yeah, it was a little disheartening to see John. Cr- now, don't get me wrong. He, that was definitely a heel move, and that was definitely something a heel would do. <laughs> and John Cryer went full heel, and uh, his Lex Luthor legit like pissed everyone off when he replaced uh, Clark or Superman in that as the uh, paragon of uh, what was it, courage or whatever. So yeah, that, that sucked. But also, uh, the, his Lex is so fucking good; it's, it's crazy. Yeah, uh, just. Setting up a really cool last two episodes. We know a lot about, me and you at least, about the story beats. Um, Like I said, I don't expect them to do everything because they can't. But the the battle at the dawn of time should be fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, We kind of already went into, you know, the fact they'll probably be Stephen Amell as a Spectre with all the heroes going against the Anti-Monitor. Will there be villains that are summoned into this somehow? that Lex tries to manipulate, right. like in the comic books. You know, what elements are going to happen based on that? Are we going to see possibly Alexander Luthor pop up in this uh, storyline? Uh, I don't know who the fuck would play him, but there's that potential. I guess Michael Rosenbaum could potentially play him if he wanted to. Um, mm-hmm. Or other characters in the comics that we haven't seen. I think that's it. I don't think we're going to see Alexander I don't think we're going to see Superboy Prime, obviously. Uh, no. I don't think any of those characters will make it over. But how close to the comic books do you think they'll go uh, with the last two issues and the ending of Crisis from the comics? I got to imagine that it won't be super close, considering a lot of the show hasn't been super close either. Uh, like, they, again, like they had moments. Like the, when, they, when Lois and Clark sent over John in the ship, in the first episode to protect him from getting decimated by an Argo city. That was very much like, um, uh, uh, Lex and Lois doing it in the, in the first issue in the, in crisis, uh, the crisis on infinite earth, sending Alexander Luther to where to, I guess, earth, wherever he ends up uh, with the, with the, with the monitor and being grown there. But obviously unless John, you know, John, he becomes a factor just like Alexander Luther, and if you have like a, a, a teenager or a younger, ver- like a kid version of a Superboy or whatever, playing a factor in, in the next episode, I don't, I don't know how it'll be anywhere near similar to the comics. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like it's probably not going to happen with that, which I'm fine. Um, the yeah, way they we'll go have, about we'll it. Have beat. <laughs> exactly. All right, here's a beat. That's more based on the Avengers movie that came out uh, with Endgame. Okay. Do you think they're going to try to mm-hmm. go for some giant battle where they try to have every fucking person, bad guy and hero, going against each other? Like, are they going to try to go for a giant battle that's pretty much all the heroes, or do you think they'll just keep it to those seven? I think we no, we're going to get all. We're going to. I think we are. Yeah, I think we're going to get something that has everybody. I'm not sure who or what or where or when or how, but uh, based on the the behind-the-scenes footage, (laughs) there's definitely a a big fight that involves everybody. (laughs) So I don't know how that works out, (laughs) but it seems like we're going to get a lot of – a lot. I don't know, like, exactly who's going to be used, but it looks like a lot of the characters from, like, uh, like Team Arrow, Team Supergirl, Team Flash, more more or less. Uh, I don't think the Legends will see, but those three other shows, yeah. Oh man, that that would be really cool if they're able to get like a bunch of them in there and just have a badass like last battle, you know. Even if it's even if it's CW size, I should say. Like, I think it will still be a lot of fun. They've and, done it before. Yeah, <laughs> that Earth X I battle just, at the end is insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, that's a very good point. And I mean, if you can just get them all in for one fucking thing, take a couple takes. I just wish that I could magically take all those people and put them in the same place as when they shot Avengers and then have them all just fight each mm-hmm. other in real life and uh, videotape that. Uh, that'd be, if if that I was, was cool. <laughs> if I was the anti-monitor, that's what I would do with my fucking power. I guess a grandmaster would be a better example of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty much, um, pretty much it. Do you have anything that you want to throw in there 
series. I mean, we, we talked about a lot of it. Uh, series-wise, no, I have no major series. Uh, I think we, we we touched on a lot of it. Um, I, I just hope we get more surprises going forward. I hope it sets up what's, what's going down afterwards. Uh, it doesn't look like Ollie's going to be dead, dead going forward. <laughs> but if he has to live as the spirit of vengeance in this universe going forward, that's the hell to pay on its own. <laughs> um, that makes but, sense. I mean, that's pretty cool that, you know, that the fact that he's not dead, dead, he's, he lives on as the spirit of vengeance. That's not bad. You know, fuck it. I'll take it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, do you want to? Do you want me to give you like a hot take that's not going to happen, but I would love to happen within this? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, the first question is: Did you ever e- read uh, Infinite Crisis? Yeah. Okay. You know the ending with Alexander Luthor and the Joker and Lex Luthor? Um, vaguely. Well, basically, Lex sets up Alexander. Alexander's all, like, messed up from the whole entire battle. And he walks into an alley, and Lex Luthor's there, and he goes, Alexander, you made uh, two bad decisions, one messing with me and the second one not letting the Joker play. And the Joker jumps out and, and has, like, electric uh, things on his hands and, like, just smash mm-hmm. them into his eyes and electrocutes him until he's dead. If they could somehow okay. do that with John Cryer's Lex Luthor – trying to get the hell out of there, and then Michael Rosenbaum plays the other Lex and then releases mm-hmm. Mark Hamill as a Joker just for one small scene redoing that, that would be fucking awesome. If they don't plan on bringing John Cryer back. I know that he died, and then they brought him back for this. So whatever they're going to yeah, do. I do, I, see, uh, that, I do expect them to bring John Cryer back. I think John Cryer has uh, many more roles to go with uh, as Lex Luthor going forward. So I don't expect them to kill him, kill him again. I'd still love the scene. I think that would be uh, that'd be fucking awesome. But either way, right. whatever they go about, uh, I think that was it, man. I think that was a that was a good episode for us, pretty much geeking out and gushing over the crisis stuff. And you know, if if you're a if you're a critic out there and you weren't down for the CW stuff, maybe you shouldn't review the fucking shit because obviously you already have a prior conceived concept within this and you don't like it. So. Fuck off, because I watch just the event stuff for the last three years. I haven't been a part of the continuity of the shows, and I've, I've enjoyed them. And I think that you can really easily enjoy them, and some people are just really hard to please. Uh, I know there was a host for a show mm-hmm. that I listened to, uh, DC Movie News, and he just doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't really keep up with – like he's a big comp of person. He loves DC, but he doesn't really keep up too much with even the movies. And he was just downing – the fucking the, the the crossover immediately, and I'm just like you. Just, you don't like the CW shows, man. Like you just you went into it like looking for weaknesses. So right. I don't. I, I I think they've done an incredible job. Is what I'm trying to say, Joel, for what they have, the budget they have to get at least three through three episodes with as many characters they pumped in with, you know, like a comp of showing us worlds from the past and everything, the cameos, the acting. I thought everything's been pretty damn good for just. Typically a mini series on CW. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. I mean, I always appreciate what CW is given to us. Um, I do keep up with these motherfuckers. These are my fucking telenovelas and shit. <laughs> I watch all of them, <laughs> and I watch and and I will be watching the ones that come after because I, you know, we, we you know we grew up on a lot less than this. I mean, to get anything near this when we were kids would be was no. fantastic, but we didn't, you know, we didn't get anything near this good shit. Uh, so I, I just embrace everything that comes our way. To see some of the shit we read as kids come to life, I always appreciate whether it's on TV or in movies. Uh, and it's the fact that CW has gotten to the to the fact that it got to this point, to Crisis on Infinite Earth, I will always appreciate them for that, no matter how yeah, bad there... the writing might be sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> would, would there even be need for a DC streaming app if it wasn't for the popularity of the Arrowverse, honestly, for right. trying to do live action on a streaming platform? No, there wouldn't. I mean, that's – I don't know. I, I think it's, 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 it's excellent. I think that, you know, I love what they're doing. If, if I told you two years ago, you would have said I was crazy a couple of years ago when we we're, we're covering this. If I was like, Joel, mm-hmm. in the future, they're going to have a crossover – and they're going to have Kevin Conroy as Batman within it. They're going to go back and have Brandon Routh play the, the Christopher Reeve Superman. 
They're going to have a flash of the 89 Batman universe. All that will be interweaving. You probably would have told me I'm fucking crazy and I need to go to a, you know, like, Mm -hmm. oh, no, maybe you would have been like completely down for that. Maybe I would have been like you're crazy if you told me it. But what I'm trying to say is they packed a lot of shit, and I think it made a great mall buffet uh, that you can go into and get a bunch of different foods and stuff before you go and shop. All right, well, that was a – all right, well, uh, I think that was the episode, guys. I think that that was the episode of Monday Suck. I'm going to try to get another episode before the year's end. Uh, me and Nick and possibly uh, Chris, uh, so Nick Smith and Christopher Ray Patton, um, we might be going over top ten movies of the decade, top ten acting performances, and top ten television shows. We talked about doing that. So that will be not mm-hmm. this week but the next week right before Christmas. Oh, no, 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 after Christmas. We'll figure it the fuck out. But we'll give you another episode, and we'll go over this stuff. Joel, thank you so much for uh, being a part of this show. And, uh, yeah, give uh, the people mm-hmm. any type of, like, you know, um, any outro, you know, whatever you want to say. Well, well sure. thank you for having me, Dane. It was fun talking some CW, some crisis. Maybe we I come back for this uh, one when the crisis ends next year. Uh, we can go yes, over it on one of those Mondays, you know, to get a, our final conclusion how it ended, if we liked it, and what surprises came our way or whatever the fuck it is. Um, but, yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Definitely check out um, NBA Geekly on Wednesdays with me and Nick and Luke and – uh, Juwan sometimes, and then uh, me and Juwan have been doing some like uh, Facebook live shit on on uh, Thursdays, and what it depends. We don't really have a specific day, just because we just wanted to. I, I just I didn't feel like talking on phone, so I just decided to record it. And so we've been doing Facebook live the last two weeks, so I'll probably do it again sometime this week. So yeah, check us out on Geek Vibes Nation. I'm gonna try to get into one of those and just like show up in my bathtub. With one of the 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 cross streaming, um, actually I'm not that creepy. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. Once again, thank you, Joel. And like I said, if you guys want to listen to Monday Suck, we do this show uh, biweekly uh, at 6 p.m. Uh, EST. Uh, I also have another show if you're into wrestling called Wrestling Geeks Alliance that is on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. EST, Saturday at noons, uh, noons at noon EST. Um, Usually we have both days. Sometimes we just do one or the other. Uh, this last time we just did Saturday, so we got a bunch of stuff to talk about after everything that happened with TLC and probably a really underwhelming Raw tonight. Oh, well, at least we still have Wednesday nights for wrestling fans. Um, but, yeah, and also go to our website, geekfivesnation.com. There you'll find news for comics, comic book movies, wrestling, video games, anything geekly, we cover it. Uh, be a part of the Geek Fives Nation, and also go to our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all at Geekfest Nation. You can find us if you don't want to listen to us on Blog Talk, on uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, pretty much every major streaming uh, platform. Look up the shows by themselves, like Monday Suck or Geek Vice Nation, and you'll find like an overhaul of all the shows. But thank you guys so much. You guys have a wonderful evening. Uh, enjoy Monday Night Raw if you're a wrestling fan or try to. And uh, thank you again, Joel. You guys have a great night. Peace out with the Geek Vizor with you, and tune in next week for another episode of Dragon Ball Z. Woo!